Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I'm hopping on for a little bonus episode. Um, I figured I'm going to do a little bonus all month long because I'm doing this really cool thing, or I think it's kind of cool, um, over on Instagram. And I know not everyone's on social media, and I know Instagram does not um, share all of the posts all of the time to everyone. So I'm sharing tips um, based on the menstrual cycle, and I'm just devoting one week towards each phase of the cycle. So I figured I want to share it in podcast form too, in case you miss um, miss a post from the week, or again, don't have social media, because I think these are things that are um, ways that you can start optimizing your menstrual cycle and just to start learning about your body and kind of what's going on each phase and all in kind of a condensed, uh, here's how we're going to approach it week by week basis. So if you're in the follicular phase right now, awesome. Cause then you're going to be able to kind of go through the month and really tap into that phase, um, with each podcast episode. So, um, my goal is to kind of release them on Fridays is like a little, a little bonus for everyone. So let's dive into the follicular phase. Now, this is technically the first phase of your cycle, even though day one of your cycle is the first day that you bleed. So it's kind of a little confusing, I think. Um, but it's the first day that your, your hormones are starting to rise, your estrogen and your uh, progesterone are starting to rise. Estrogen is going to be peaking around this time. And then um, it will slowly dwindle and then have a second peak towards the luteal phase, which we'll chat about later. So usually this is typically day six through 11 of your cycle, but it's going to be unique to you. If you're only bleeding for four days, you're probably hitting your follicular phase, maybe on day five, um, rather than six. If you bleed for seven days, you're probably not sliding into the follicular phase until like day eight or nine. So this is just, again, something to be aware of when these dates are thrown out. They're just kind of general dates, depending on, on average of a 28 day cycle. So your estrogen again is rising right now your body is preparing to release an egg. So whether you want to get pregnant or not, that's what the body is doing. Now, this is all what's going on. If you're not on hormonal birth control, if you're on hormonal birth control, your body is not doing either of those things. Um, your hormones are very stagnant. You're, um, you're not having any rising or falling of estrogen, progesterone. Um, it's staying very, just kind of flatlined. And then of course, obviously your body is not preparing to release an egg, um, because it's kind of, it gives you a false bleed each month. And, um, it's stopping you from releasing egg. That's why you're on hormonal birth control. So that is kind of the the caveat there. So if you are on it, um, you can do these tips, but you'd probably do them with the um, waxing moon because that happens right before the ovulation or the full moon. So that is also, if you don't have a cycle anymore, um, you can do these tips with the waxing moon. So nutrition and stress goals at this time, the focus is balancing estrogen. So reducing oxidative stress, Uh, enjoying flax and pumpkin seeds and nettles tea. Those are great ways to provide the extra vitamin and nutrients to prepare for ovulation. And then um, the reason that the estrogen at this time is one of the things that I focus on balancing. That's why I like the castor oil packs at this phase, because it helps reduce some of that excess estrogen, um, especially if you are really high stressed, or you might know that like, Hey, I might have a little extra um, estrogen going on, which I chatted, I talked about, I think a couple episodes ago on a solo show. So you can kind of dive into that. If you think that could be something that you have and then workouts, this is the time in your cycle where statistically you're three times more likely to tear an ACL. So just monitoring your, your, um, movement. So if you're really into, um, like athletics, like I was typically I, I'm think it happens a lot in younger girls. So when you're playing sports, that's kind of that ACL tear. 
Now, if you're older and you're doing maybe a CrossFit or you're doing some more intense exercise and you're, you're not always consistent with it, this would be the phase to kind of monitor in. If you're someone who works out consistently and, um, you're pretty, you're pretty day in day out, um, you might adjust it with your cycle. I would not worry about the ACL tears as much just because I, for myself, I've never noticed a difference. We have more relaxing going on in our joints at this time, just like you do in during pregnancy. So that's kind of the concern of overdoing it. So as long as you know, you're not overdoing it, you're probably not going to, you know, just randomly tear that ACL. So you're focusing on that strength and stability exercises. So that's kind of the thing that I like to, to have in place. So now what about a breath work? What kind of pranayama can we practice at this time? So the follicular phase, it's associated with a kapha dosha in Ayurveda. So um, we're going to kind of actually go over a shat kriya, which is actually a cleansing practice. Now, often um, it's kabalabhati, but often kabalabhati gets confused as a pranayama. And it's really a shot kriya. And so it's cleansing in nature, um, but it can be used. A lot of people kind of use it as a breath work. So just kind of know that in the back of your head, it's more cleansing and shot kriya-ish than necessarily pranayam if you look it up from the textbook. So this is actually one of my favorite practices to do and doing it in the morning on an empty stomach. So you'll kind of see why, because it's going to be a little pulsing of the stomach. And so if you've just eaten, it's not going to feel great. Um, there's are, there are a few times that you don't want to practice this though. So you would not want to practice when you're actually bleeding in your menstrual phase. If you're pregnant, this is a no-go. If you have high blood pressure, diarrhea, fever, cough, or asthmatic attacks. And so you'll kind of see why, um, when I describe how to do this practice, but when you're doing it, um, the benefits of it, it opens up the lungs, it clears the sinuses, it massages the abdominal organs. It eliminates mucus from the windpipe. It brings clarity of thought. It helps stabilize imbalanced sleep patterns and it aids in concentration and focus. So it does quite a bit. Um, and again, I like to do it to kind of help get stuff up and out, especially in the morning. If you have AMA, um, if you have junk going on in your chest and you're like, oh, I got to clear this. It's the up and out, up and out, you think. So to do this practice, you can do it seated. You can also do it standing up, bent over and bending over at the waist. And then you just kind of take a deep breath in and then you just settle into a few breaths with diaphragmatic breathing, which is just breathing all the way down into that low belly, feeling it open and expand and then feeling it contract like a balloon. Then you'll take an inhale to prepare through the nose. You'll forcefully exhale out your nose as you pull your belly in and up and it's sharp exhales and inhales out through the nostril. So it kind of sounds like a train. So it's kind of like... <laughs> So that's kind of the noise that you're probably making. And you can do that for 30 times if you prefer to count, or if you prefer to set a timer, you can set a timer for two to five minutes. If this breath or pranayama or cleansing practice is brand new to you, I would start with maybe a minute. Cause I actually, when I introduce this to clients, I usually go with the 30 times. And if it's really brand new, I take it down to 20 times. Cause what I have found, um, giving it to people straight up, if they've never done something like this, it can get you lightheaded. It can be really difficult to do and you can frustrate it. So um, it is something that it, it does take a little buildup to kind of feel like, okay, I got this. So if you do get frustrated right away, maybe go on YouTube, watch a couple of videos um, and just practice it. Cause that's how we get better at any of these, any of these pranayams, um, any of these shakriyas is just practice. Same thing with the neti pot. When I would teach people how to use the neti pot and 
um, you know, just little tips and tricks and like, oh, make sure your mouth is open and, you know, retilt the head a couple times. If you're having trouble making go through it's practice. All right. So those are kind of the, the pranayam or that shot kriya in this instance for the follicular phase. Now I wanted to chat a little bit about what Ayurveda says about the follicular phase. So Ayurveda's follicular approach to the follicular phase is similar in concepts um, to kind of the Western take, but with a little twist. You know, in Ayurveda, we really look at the mind, body, soul approach, and it's all connected as one. Whereas in the Western medicine, it's sometimes um, separated. You know, we separate our mind from our body. And um, a lot of a lot of my clients, they feel that, especially if they're pittas, they really can get in their head and they feel like they're disconnected from their body. And I've heard that from so many people. Um, and they want to be connected. They're like, I know they should be. So this is why I really love Ayurveda because it does take all of those into consideration and it puts them together. So again, this is going to be associated the follicular phase with that kapha dosha. And I'm just going to kind of keep saying that. So it kind of just, sometimes we need to hear things a few times before it clicks, but at this time it's where our energy usually should be rising. Bowel movements should be flowing, you know, and if it feels like we're stuck and stagnant, that means we might have a little bit of backup of kapha. So a few ideas to try during this phase, moving your body. Number one thing, um, kapha responds really well to movement. And that's why we recommend, recommend it, you know, so we don't feel that stuck and stagnant energy. Um, so if bowel movements are a little bit slower, make sure you're getting up and getting moving in the morning. This is also um, another time, uh, tip number two, another thing to do during this phase is try something new. So this is going to help up break up that kind of stuck and stagnant kapha energy. And often this is the time where we're like, yeah, I want to go to that dance class. Yes, I want to try that new restaurant or I want to go to a movie by myself. This is the time where we have that energy. And it's often a time where we start to lose the the self-doubt, we'll say that, because the a lot of the times in the luteal phase, we get that like crunchy feeling where we're like, I hate everything. I'm horrible at this. I could never do it. And all of a sudden that starts to fade away during this phase. And we start to say, yeah, I can do this. I am capable of doing this. And we have that kind of just pep talk with ourselves again. So this is a great time to do those, those new things. And then finally, finding inner peace. So whether preparing for pregnancy or not, in that coming ovulation phase, um, that energy starts to come up. And often if we feel like we have too much going on and that's a pitta phase, so the ovulation is pitta is coming next. But if we're too much into that pitta, we feel burnt out, we feel unhinged. So we wanna make sure that we're grounding ourselves in that kapha phase. So we are feeling that mama earth energy that we are feeling grounded. Um, so making sure whether that be a pranayama practice, whether that be a daily meditation, but how can you find that balance as you approach that ovulation phase? That's something to kind of think about when we think about um, finding our inner peace and what that looks like for us. So then switching gears coming into the yoga. So what kind of yoga asana should we practice at this phase? So this is a great time of, to build strength and stability while pacifying again, the kapha. So Poses that help reduce kapha, backbends, lateral movements, extensions of the spine, and inversions. So kind of five different poses that you could do, just so you can kind of think about it in terms of um, a yoga asana pose. Triangle pose, that's a nice lateral movement. An inversion, which is anytime where your head is below your heart. So that could be a down dog that you practice, that could be plow pose, that could be a headstand. Bridge pose, I really like to throw in there. Um, it is a little bit of a backbend, 
but it's also really great for that stability and that strength. Then that side plank as well, which is great for the, the lateral spine, but as well as that strength and stability that I'm looking for at this phase. And then reclines hero's pose, which is a good back bend where you're on your knees and you might have something beneath you like a bolster, or you might be able to lay flat on the ground with your forearms behind you. So it just depends on flexibility, but those are some options for, um, what the actual asana can look like, um, as you practice yoga during this time. And often this is the time where if you do different classes, it's the time where you feel like, Hey, I want to go to that vinyasa. I want to go something a little bit faster pace. Um, you might be able to handle the heat a little bit better during this phase than other phases. If you prefer a hot yoga class, for instance. All right. Now my next tip that I like to share, I I'm deciding I'm going to share something from my, my book, divine body wisdom. And so this tip is for the summer and for the follicular phase, but it's taking a walk in nature. So walks in like a flower garden to help balance all three doshas. So Pitta, it helps ease their intensity. Vata, it helps them ground them into the present moment. Kapha, the beauty motivates and inspires them. So carving out time to walk maybe in your own garden. And don't worry if your garden looks like mine this year, it might make you cry and you might become frustrated. So it's totally okay to go to a park or ar arboretum, um, you know, going somewhere where you're like, yeah, this is actually more enjoyable than looking at my, my garden that did not grow. So that is also an option. Um, but being out in nature, that is something that you can kind of really tune into the five senses. And so noticing what you hear, see, smell, touch, and taste if applicable, but really explore those five senses. Try not to have your phone out, maybe put it in your pocket, or maybe you hit up a trail where you don't have a ton of, um, cell service. That way you can really just be there, be present, be in your body and see what comes up. And sometimes that's where some of the biggest ideas come or the aha moments in your life come when we're just kind of away from stuff. And then if you want to make it a little, an afternoon date with yourself, grab your journal, you know, grab a journal, grab a pen, um, throw it in a backpack and then just take a walk and then find a bench. And maybe you draw pictures of what you see. Maybe you write, maybe you're someone who has really, um, you know, deep insight and wants to write poems, you know, really immerse yourself in that experience and that mood. Um, and just noticing how your mind, body, and soul are all connected, especially when you're out in nature. All right. So my last um, I guess, segment of the week is kind of just about my own experience. And I want to kind of throw it onto you and I want you to reflect as well. You know, I would love to know, how do you feel at this time? For me, it's often my favorite phase. I feel energetic. I'm ready to try new things. I'm ready to tap into my creative ideas um, that occurred during my bleeding phase. So this is the time where I, I'm a go-getter. Like I love to just kind of um, spark those creative juices and I am, I'm writing my list because I know my, my to-do list will get done in that luteal phase, but this is the time with that really tapping into those creative ideas and really kind of sitting with what came up during the bleeding phase. So think about yourself and just kind of notice, okay, what phase do I feel that energy in? Is it the follicular phase or is it something else? So take the next month to kind of really reflect and notice each phase and how it feels in your body. And then finally, if you want to go deeper with all of the stuff that I'm sharing, um, not only this week, but in future weeks, I'm actually doing another round of my menstrual cycle immersion. And it's my free five-day coaching program. It's going to be from September 5th through the 9th. And we're going to be diving deeper into each of these phases. And then I'm going to help you feel more in alignment with your cycle. And then you're going to learn how to stop having nagging PMS and period pains each month. So we're really going to dive deep into how 
you can settle into your own rhythm with your menstrual cycle. Um, and we have a free Facebook group that we're doing. And I have, um, kind of a little, I have it set up on a course platform. So you can log into that. I will also email for people who aren't really big into setting up course, their own, um, logins for that. I totally get it, um, with passwords. So you'll have multiple ways to get this content. Um, and then again, a live coaching class with me that we'll do on Thursday of that week. So I believe it's September 8th that we're going to do this live coaching class. So if what I'm talking about today is like, yes, I want more of that. We're going to go even more in depth and I'm going to be able to answer questions in the Facebook group, what's coming up for you and answer specific questions that you might have about your cycle. So if that is something that's interest of you, um, head to my website at andreaclawson.com and it's just on my homepage. And again, it's called the menstrual cycle immersion. I will also put it in the show notes, um, in case you want to kind of dive deep with your own cycle. All right. Thank you everyone so much and go out there and spread your peaceful power.